Welcome everybody to the second annual Off the Cuff Selection Sunday episode. I, of course, am Adam Banks. Thank you for listening. And in the studio with me, I have Jordan Canasser and Chad Rainwater. And join us via the telephone. We're also going to have Zach Hahn, who has been on many of our sports programs here on Off the Cuff, talking college basketball coverage. And, of course, Ron Mullins, who joined me last year on the Selection Sunday show, will be joining us via the telephone. we got a lot to talk about here on the Selection Sunday episode. Of course, we want to talk about our brackets, our Final Four predictions. Do we agree with the seeding? We're going to talk about key games. We're also going to talk about upsets, predictions, what teams could stand out besides the University of Kentucky, and we're also going to talk about coaching positions because, uh, as you guys know, this is the time for coaches to get hired and coaches to get fired. So we have a lot to discuss. Jordan and Zach, thank you for being here. How are you guys doing? Or Jordan and uh, Chad, thank you for being here. I'm sorry. How are you guys doing? Good, man. How you doing? Thanks I'm doing, for having us on the show again. Hey, it's no problem at all, Jordan. I'm doing pretty good, man. Appreciate you having us today. Hey, it's no problem at all. March Madness is like Christmas. It's my favorite time of the year. I'm very excited. So let's get right to it. Our brackets are here, and uh, it's such a celebratory moment. We even got a cigar in the studio that we might pass around here in a minute just to uh, smoke and just talk good college basketball. But let's jump right into our brackets. We each filled out our brackets, and uh, just by looking at our brackets, uh, there's some teams uh, that I feel like might have been misplaced when it was when it comes to seeding. Uh, so I'm kind of going to go around the the panel here and start with you, Chad. What do you agree with the seeding? First of all, overall, yeah, I do. Um, the only one that sticks out really is Oklahoma. They had ten losses um, without looking at their schedule. I'm not sure who exactly pe- played, but Coming in at 10 losses and being the three seed, um, that's really the only one looking over the bracket that I see that stands out. Um, I'm not sure how UCLA really got in, but other than that, it looks pretty good, pretty even. Right, you know, I completely agree with you. UCLA, for me, is that school who, uh, how did they get in? So, really, uh, I think that Mary State, of course, got snubbed out of uh, this year's uh, tournament. Um, of course, they're probably going to go in maybe as the number one seed in the NIT. I don't know. I haven't been keeping track of the NIT because that's, of course, the loser's bracket. We don't really want to talk about that. But what about you, Jordan? Do you agree with the seeding? For the most part, I agree with the seeding. Uh, I definitely agree with Chad on that. I believe Oklahoma maybe ranked a little bit too high. Uh, they haven't really had any big wins this season. The mm-hmm. They beat Texas a couple times. I believe Baylor beat them both times they played them. But – I just don't – I don't really agree with a three-seed out of Oklahoma. I kind of saw a five or a six-seed out of them. Right. You know, so who knows? It's uh, It could be up in the air for any of those teams. Uh, let's talk about our key games. I think Wichita State, of course, the Shockers, coached by Greg Marshall, they're going to be facing against Kansas. It's an in-state rival. Uh, what do you guys think about that matchup? Who, who do you got out of that? I'm going to take Kansas in that. Uh, really? Kansas? Wichita State, the coaching, the coaching's great. Greg Marshall, he's a he's a he's an awesome coach, but I I just don't Perry Ellis, Kansas, he's way too good. Mm-hmm. Their their team's too good. Point guard Mason, he's he's off and on, he's hit or miss, but all around I just I believe I believe Kansas is gonna 
going to take that game. You know, Jordan, when it comes to um, Kansas, when it comes to uh, these games, I, I go a lot on who the coach is, how the team is coached. Um, of course, you got Kansas, uh, Bill Self coaching over there, and then you got Greg Marshall at Wichita, both excellent coaches. But I've seen Kansas play. And uh, you really can't really judge how a team plays when they're facing Kentucky because that's usually when I'm watching a college basketball game, it's whoever's playing Kentucky because I'm, you know, I'm a little biased when it comes to Kentucky because I'm a Kentucky fan. But um, I, I've seen Kansas play um, a little bit more throughout the year, and I'm just not really impressed with them. And I just love the way Greg Marshall just runs his defense. He's very fast-paced. He's, he's good on his fast breaks. And I think that uh, a team that can keep tempo like he has all year long, I think that he could uh, pull an upset. Uh, another key game. Uh, we have, I have Kansas in that one too. You have Kansas. I have Kansas. Yeah, I would like to say Wichita. I would like to see Wichita State win. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, I, I bet Wichita State really wants to play Kansas because I, I don't think that Kansas wants to play them. Like I think Wichita State wanted to play them in regular season, but they wouldn't do it. So I, I, it's going to be a close game. But I just this is hard to pick Wichita State right there. I almost went with them, but I'm going with Kansas. I see Kansas just having one of the biggest X, X factors in college basketball, in my opinion, is Perry Ellis. He's uh, he's a junior player. He's he's all around player. He can rebound the ball. He can score you the points. He can he can get his back to the basket. Yeah. He can he has outside jumpers. You know. And then they've got the uh, Kelly Oubre kid. He's going to be top five draft pick in my opinion this year. Um, one of the best freshmen in college basketball, and then they've got a they've got a very good point guard as well. So I I have a I just don't see. I think it's going to be hard for a lot of teams to beat Kansas, but I definitely see Kentucky beating them. It, uh, Kentucky, of course, uh, the number the number one overall seed in this whole tournament. Uh, they the first game that they they will be playing will be the winner of Manhattan, and uh, who is that? Hampton. Hampton. Who is Hampton? Hampton. Hampton in. I don't know. Is that New York? I believe it's New Jersey. Yeah, New Jersey. New Jersey. Yeah, Yeah, it's New Jersey. Okay, so I I mean, I I think that um, obviously Manhattan's going to win. Coached by Steve Masiello. He almost beat Louisville last year. He got a lot of his players back. Uh, So, um, again, that just goes back to me talking about um, I go go based on how a team is coached. So, I think that as far as – the number one overall seed, I think that we should have been matched up a little bit better than somebody besides uh, Coach Masiello in Manhattan. So, but we are Kentucky. I, I believe Kentucky definitely got the hardest region out of the entire bracket. Yeah, they, would you expect they, anything less? They threw a lot of teams. you got Cincinnati that we could possibly face in the round of 32. And they're going to be playing in Louisville. So right. both teams an hour away from home. Kentucky's going to bring the most fans. Kentucky's going to buy the most tickets for the game, but... Cincinnati will bring fans, and they're gonna. They'll. I believe they'll beat Purdue, and I believe they'll be playing us in the round of thirty-two. Do you think that uh, where teams play at, like for instance, you know, Kentucky's playing in Louisville. It's an hour and a half up the road from where Kentucky plays all the time. Do you think that where the teams play plays a factor? Absolutely. Do you? Why, Absolutely. Yeah. Do you just feel like that it's more of a, a road game? Do you feel like it just doesn't feel like a road game for them? On a neutral site, you've got you can make it feel more like a home game, as you saw in the SEC tournament for Kentucky as an example. Nashville was looked like Rupp Arena. No, Rupp. no, 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 no. Better than Rupp Arena. Okay, the, I can agree with that. The fans at in Nashville, those are the crazy fans that come out to watch the games. There's not that you don't have the old people sitting down in the lower arena. It's just so loud. Watching right. the game today was amazing how yep. loud that crowd was. Yeah, because uh, Kentucky when you go to a Kentucky home game, all around the stadium you have 
the season ticket holders. You have the old men. They just got finished watching Madlock. They come to the UK game. They sit there. They watch basketball. They don't. They went uh, undefeated the entire season, and they didn't even stand up to congratulate them. You go to Nashville, it's a completely different environment. you got the people who never can get into Rupp Arena go to these games, and it's the hardcore uh, UK fans. So I think that it's definitely an advantage for Kentucky to be um, on the road and close. Like in Louisville, you're going to have – it's the atmosphere – will be absolutely amazing. Especially with the Cincinnati-UK game. If Cincinnati does beat Purdue, that, that game is going to be that's going to be something to look forward to because how far apart the, both of the teams are within an hour and a half away from Louisville, that's going to be really interesting. I'm, I'm curious to see how many fans Cincinnati can bring to Louisville. Uh, do you have any other uh, matchup that you want to talk about or bring up right now that you feel like really stands out in this bracket? Um, uh, really in the first uh, couple rounds that we didn't talk about. I know that we talked about Wichita State and Kansas. Maybe Arkansas, uh, North Carolina. Arkansas and North Carolina, absolutely. Who's got them playing against each other? I think everybody here. Okay, so Arkansas and UNC, who you got, Jordan? I've got Arkansas and UNC as well. And Chad? Well, I mean, I do, but I have, I have North Carolina winning. Ooh. Okay, I think that uh, North Carolina, they've had too many uh, – too many – stupid losses, and Arkansas is just a team that um, they they want to win so hard. I watched the game, the championship SEC game against Kentucky uh, today, and just the passion that they play the game. It's just you can tell that they really, really want this. Um, the uh, I'm having a blank here on the players. For North Carolina? No, for Arkansas. Oh, Qualls the, and got, Portis. They've got Qualls and, and Portis. Qualls and Portis, the two, yeah. The They're the two, two standout players for yeah. Arkansas. Yeah, and uh, when they're hitting, buddy, they're hot. When they can hit, I mean, the shots are ugly as can be, but when they hit. They're I mean, very athletic. They're, they, they, give it, they give it all they got. They got so. I just feel, I feel North Carolina. I have North Carolina winning the game as well. Um, Marcus Page, North Carolina, he's an amazing ball player. He's been. He's been their lifesaver for a couple of years now, and then they've also got Kennedy Meeks, who can he could definitely guard uh, Portis down low. And uh, North Carolina, I, I honestly think North Carolina is going to be a, a pretty hard team to beat this NCAA tournament. I actually have them in my Final Four. Really, you got UNC going to the Final Four? I, that, that's that's impressive. Okay, uh, what I want to do now, I want to take our first caller, and uh, we're going to call Mr. Zach Hahn. Uh, Zach uh, couldn't join us today. He was uh, he couldn't be uh, via the t- – we have to have him via the telephone because Zach is doing his military training over in – where is he at? Virginia. He's in Virginia. So we're going to call him via the telephone, and some of the questions that I want to ask him uh, goes really with our next topic. Um, upsets. And uh, who who do you think is going to be upset in this tournament? Chad, if you could pick, or Jordan, if you could pick a team that was about to be upset in this uh, round of, in this second round or in this third round, what team do you feel like is going to have a major upset that could affect this whole tournament? Well, I'm looking at uh, my South region here, and I have uh, South, I have SF Austin over Utah, and I also have SF uh, Austin over Georgetown to go to the Sweet 16. I don't really have any uh, big upsets. I haven't done a lot of research on the bracket so far, but this is just coming off of right after the selection show. Right. But that's the biggest. Um, that's the biggest upset I have: SF Austin over um, Utah and Georgetown. Um, I have another another one. Uh, Providence is a six seed in the East Region, beating Boise State or Dayton, and then beating Oklahoma to go to the Sweet Sixteen. I just don't like Oklahoma. That that. that 
10, ten losses really sticks out. Like, like I said, I brought that up earlier. But yeah. I have Providence. Um, so that was, that's another uh, upset I have. I also have... No, that's about it, actually. I don't I don't have any more. They, they usually say that the 12-5 upsets are the biggest, like, that's the most common upsets. I don't even think I have any 12-5 upsets this year. I don't I don't see any 12-seed teams that look strong enough to upset a 5. Gotcha. You know who I have? I have North Carolina State upsetting Villanova. And I actually have a North Carolina State going all the way to the Elite Eight. So, and the reason I like North Carolina State, uh, let's look at some of their key wins. They beat North Carolina, who Jordan you have in the in the Final Four. Uh, their record is twenty and thirteen, and uh, I just I just like North Carolina State. I just feel like that this is a team who has just been uh, consistent throughout the year, and um, I just feel like that they could really. Uh, make an impact on this tournament. And I, and I have them in my Elite Eight uh, facing Virginia, and but I have them losing to Virginia. But it looks like we have Zach Kahn via the telephone. Zach, how's it going? You're on the air. Hey, how's it going, Adam? Hey, it's going pretty good, man. Uh, we were uh, mentioning to everybody that uh, you were out doing your military thing over in Virginia. How's that going over there? Uh, it's going great. I miss everybody back home, but uh, it's not too bad here. Absolutely. Well, uh, Selection Sunday, man, have you had a chance to uh, get the bracket, take a look at it, and uh, fill out uh, some of the games? And Yeah, uh, I got to watch the Selection Show, and I uh, got to put together a little uh, gut bracket, so not a whole lot of research done yet, but uh, I trust my gut. I don't know about you guys, but I feel pretty good about it. All right, man, I want to hear it. What, what do you think is going to be the biggest upset in the, this tournament? Um, well, I've got two down there in the south. I uh, really like Utah to beat Duke, and I've got Davidson beating Gonzaga. Wow, and wow. Why do I have Davidson beating Gonzaga? Yeah, why do you have Davidson beating Gonzaga? Um, it's a little bit about Davidson, a little bit about Gonzaga. Uh, Gonzaga just has a terrible track record in the NCAA tournament. They're always overrated. Uh, they beat up on a bunch of cupcakes all year, and then come into the tournament with a big reputation, but they never really get it done. Uh, Davidson, they have one of the best offenses in the country, and, uh, you know, that's going to be a shootout. That could be 110 to 105 game down there. But uh, I just I feel good about Davidson. I mean, they could go cold, and it may, it may not happen. But uh, I think they can go, even though it's in Seattle, I think they can still go out there and win that one. Okay. And uh, what really interests me is what caught me off guard is when you said Duke was going to go out to uh, Utah. Explain that. Well, Utah, um, in some ratings, they're you know they're a top ten, top fifteen team. Uh, do I really think that they're a better team than Duke? Do I think they beat them nine times out of ten? No, but uh, I just have a good feeling about that one. Duke's another team that has uh, had their problems in this tournament, so I like Utah there. They've been competitive against a lot of good teams that have given Arizona some problems, and uh, they've looked good every time I've been able to catch them. So I think uh, Utah can really bust things open there. Hey buddy, it's Chad. It's uh, it's Chad. Uh, with that hey, being Chad, said, how's it going, how's it going man? Uh, with that What's being up? said, with that being said, uh, what you said, uh, the upsets in that South region. Who do you have coming out of the South? I've got Iowa State, actually. Iowa uh, State, uh, yeah, I, the chaos there. Yeah, I, I like that. I have, I like Iowa State, or Iowa State. I think they'll, uh, they'll do some damage in the tournament. Yeah, absolutely. They're another team with a really um, solid offense, and uh, there's a couple of guys that uh, can can lead them. I, I think that's a really weak region. I think both of the uh, the East and the South, if you look at the right side of the bracket, it's uh it's just way weaker than the left side. I really I've got Kentucky and Arizona on the 
on the left side of the Final Four. And, and to me, that's the true national championship game. Uh, I don't know about what you all have, but that, uh, to me, seems like whoever can win that game is probably most likely to take home uh, the next one as well. Yeah, that South region is pretty weak. Of course, it's Duke's region. That's probably the reason it's uh, the weakest, probably. You know, everybody is talking about the University of Kentucky. Um, you know, I've had people tell me, they're like, oh, well, I don't want to listen to Off the Cuff because Adam is going to be very biased because he's a U.K. fan. How How is it possible for someone to be biased when U.K. has been number one all year, they're undefeated, they're 34-0, and they just won the SEC championship, they're the number one overall seed. How is, how is it even possible for me not to bring up Kentucky? So Kentucky is definitely the team that all eyes are on in this tournament. I'm sure most people have picked Kentucky to win it all. And uh, that that what brings me to my next question, Zach. Besides Kentucky, what team do you think could beat Kentucky according to this bracket? Well, first of all, I gotta say that if uh, if you're not picking Kentucky, then you're just wrong. And if you if you don't like UK, you're wrong. Uh, but uh, I'll go back to what I said uh, before. I think Kentucky and Arizona. Um, that's who I've got winning the West. I think that's going to be the real national championship game, um, so to speak. Whoever wins that one, I, I really like Arizona. I was surprised to see Duke get the last onesie over them, especially the way Duke kind of sputtered down the stretch. Uh, Arizona's a solid team. Um, they were, if you remember, just a couple points away from, from beating Wisconsin. Was that last year? Uh, Arizona's been there. They've been hanging around, and uh, I just think that uh, they, they're going to put it all together this March, and uh, they could absolutely beat Kentucky. I don't think they will. But uh, it wouldn't surprise me if Arizona was cutting down the nets on April the 6th instead of Kentucky. Oh, wow. That, that, so you have Arizona uh, beating Wisconsin, I'm assuming, in the Elite Eight? You, your, your assumption is incorrect, actually. I've got Arizona beating North Carolina in the Elite Eight. I've got North Carolina beating Wisconsin in the Sweet 16. Um, Wisconsin, to me, is just too centered around Comiskey. Uh, of course, they, they do have a solid team defense, but uh, just putting all your chips in the Comiskey basket, I think it's going to bite Wisconsin in the ass. Oh, Mom's probably not supposed to cuss on the air, but you know, I'm sorry if there's any kids listening. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think Wisconsin could go down. Uh, would they, if they got to the Final Four, it wouldn't be shocking, but uh, I think that they're, they're just too centered around one player, and it's a, it's a team game when you get down there in the last couple rounds. All right. Before- hey, Zach, it's Jordan. All right, question for you, man. Yeah, what's up? Who do you think can guard Kaminsky out of that bracket? Who who in that bracket can can match up man to man with Kaminsky? That can go inside, outside. He's he's kind of a do it all big man. Well, uh, as far as one individual player, I couldn't you know I couldn't answer that. But when you get into some of the, I mean, the even zone if, man even mix schemes and, and a coach like Roy Williams. Uh, wouldn't surprise me him at all if uh, he was able to draw something up to at least make the other players on Wisconsin step up to a degree. I don't know. I'm not sure they're capable of doing. I agree with that. What do you What do you think about Kentucky's region? Do you Do you think that we kind of got as the overall number one seed? I I kind of feel like we got the hardest teams in our region. We have a Cincinnati close to home, a West Virginia that was a really good team this year. We've got a a Maryland team that's kind of floated in the top. Seven, eight all year. You've got a Texas team that started the season out really good. A Notre Dame team that's beaten all the powerhouses in the ACC, yep, including Duke and North Carolina. Including Duke and North Carolina, days. and Notre Dame's actually beat Duke twice, if I'm correct. 
Yes. And then you've got you've got the Indiana, which is always that that rivalry game that we're not doing. Kentucky's not doing during the regular season anymore. And then you got a Kansas team who I'm sure is going to be seeking revenge. seeking revenge for how bad we beat them back in November. In 2012. Um, do I feel like it's a, a tough region? It's got tough teams. Absolutely. Uh, I've got us playing Notre Dame in the Elite Eight. Uh, I think they're a spectacular team. But um, do I feel that it's any tougher than the other regions? Mm, not really. Uh, I'm really confident that Kentucky will at least get to the Final Four. Um, you mentioned some of those teams. Yeah, uh, I, I could see them having a good night and giving us a challenge, but I don't think there's anybody out there that can beat us. Um, Kansas is, of course, the number two, but the way we handled uh, them at the beginning of the season, the way Kentucky just dominated that game, I can't imagine that Kansas has improved enough to, to bridge that gap. Um, Cincinnati, yeah, it's close to home, but it's also close to home for Kentucky as well, being in Louisville. I mean, that's definitely, I, and you know, you yeah, I, I, I don't out think Cincinnati it. has the fan base to outdraw um, Kentucky and Louisville. Uh, West Virginia, um, maybe I'd like to see that Sweet 16 rematch and get a little revenge, but I wouldn't oh, be I too agree. worried about them uh, them this time around. And uh, I mean, I'd love to see Indiana. That, that's unlikely that they would win that many games, but. Uh, That'd be a fantastic Elite Eight matchup. They they can shoot the ball. Um, they've got some talent. But, uh, I, you know, Banks, I think you'll agree with me on this. I don't, I'm, just, I'm not sure Tom Crean's the coach to, to bring the Hoosiers back to glory. Oh, I think we can all agree with you on that one. Yeah, Tom, Tom, Tom Crean is just uh, ridiculous, man. I think that uh, Tom Crean is he's uh, barking up his last game here at Indiana, and he, he's facing um, – uh, who's he got? He's got, He's got Wichita State. Wichita State, which I have Wichita State beating Tom Crean. Yeah, I, don't know I actually you. have Indiana winning that game. I feel like Indiana's going to try to give a run because they know their coach is on the hot seat. And they, I, I believe they'll try to give them a run. I've got them beating Wichita State. I, I do think Wichita State has a really good team. But I, I don't think anybody, either, either Wichita State or Indiana, could get past Kansas. I, I just believe Kansas is too talented. They've got too many blue-chip players, and they're, they're just too good. Before we let you go, Zach, uh, again, I want to thank you for being here, but I want to know the final four. Give me your prediction. Uh, well, I think I've thrown all of them out. Uh, well, I've got I've thrown three of them out, and I'll go over those again real quick. I've got UK, Arizona on the left side of the bracket, at least the one I'm looking at. And I, I said Iowa State would make it through the south, uh, but I haven't told you the east, and I think that you all are going to be surprised by this one as well. I've got Michigan State in there uh, pretty much. Just the Tom Izzo factor there. I think that's another weak region. Uh, Villanova, do they have a talented squad? Absolutely. But too many question marks out of the Big East. You say the name Big East and you think, well, what a conference. But they don't have the uh, have the power that they used to in that conference. So it doesn't carry as much weight. I think that it's going to be Villanova and Michigan State in the uh, Elite Eight. But uh, I just like Michigan State and their track record and, and what Tom Izzo uh, brings to the table just as a, a coaching close games. Virginia hasn't looked very sharp the last few months, so um, I've got the, the number seven seeded Spartans in there, but uh, you could probably put about five teams in a hat and draw it out for that one. I agree with uh, that. I, I, like your, I like your prediction with uh, with Michigan State. I, I was telling them earlier, I, I believe Michigan State could not win a regular season game, go into the conference tournament, win it, go into the NCAA tournament, and then go to the Elite Eight, the Final Four. Tom Izzo, he just... There's something about his how he hypes his teams up for the NCAA tournament. It's just I've never seen anything like it. His, his teams can do awful. They can they just don't look like they're in sync with each other. But he somehow groups his teams up 
for the tournament, and he just gets them there. Absolutely. That's what Tom is always aiming for. A lot of coaches are just trying to rack up as many wins as they can, and uh, you, you just get the sense that Tom Izzo just is looking towards March all season long. And then when it comes, uh, I don't know if he's uh, just puts himself in the film room or something, but he's always got something drawn up uh, to keep the game close and give his team a shot. And I think in a weak region, it's uh, it certainly wouldn't be unprecedented for a number seven seed to go, and, and definitely a team like Michigan State. Right. But uh, we'll see how it plays out. Oh my God, it's a good. I'm sure. I'm sure everybody has Kentucky, but uh, I didn't get to hear your all's picks against uh, who they're going to win against in the national championship. Well, uh, we're going to talk about our Final Fours uh, a little bit later in the show, but I will go ahead and tell you that it's a collective, um, anonymous UK victory <laughs> winning the national championship and cutting down the banners on April 6th. Yeah, and yet, like you said, it's got nothing to do with bias. It's just, I mean, they're a dominant team. It's it's unbelievable. Uh, I hope that we're all right, and I hope it's going to be great to watch it. I wish I was going to be able to be there to uh, enjoy Lexington this time of year uh, with so much on the line. Absolutely, man. I, I wish you could be here, too. Well, Zach, thanks for being on the show. Good luck in Always Virginia. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure having you. Can't wait to have you back in the studio. All right. Take care, guys. Thank See you, man. See you, Zach. See you, All right. That was Zach Kahn. Uh, from, he's in Virginia right now, based, doing his military thing, so we wish him uh, the best of luck, and I uh, want to thank him for bringing his college basketball expertise. Uh, while we're uh, uh, talking about our next segment, let's go ahead and get Ryan Mullins on the phone. He is actually via the telephone in Hyman, Kentucky. He did the selection show with me last year, and uh, I kind of want to just go ahead and bring him on the phone because I have him on standby. I told him to be standing by between 7 and 7.30, so hopefully we can get him on the phone and uh, talk to him about coaching changes because we all know that this is the time when coaches are getting hired and coaches are getting fired. So let's talk about... Back to our brackets, I would like to get our final four predictions. I'm going to go around the panel here and uh, talk about our final fours. Uh, Chad, who's your final four? In the Midwest region, I have uh, UK coming out of course. Uh, In the West, I have Wisconsin. In the East, I'm going with Virginia and Duke out of the South. Okay, so that's your final four. So final four. Okay, Jordan, final four. My final four, out of the Midwest, I have the University of Kentucky. Out of the West, I think uh, North Carolina is going to surprise a lot of people, and I do believe they'll be there. Uh, Out of the South, I think Duke just has a great team this year. They've got two of the most talented freshmen in the the country right now, in Tyus Jones and Jaleel Okafor. And then out of the East, I'm going to take a surprise team, a team I think is going to shock a lot of people. I see LSU. Oh, SEC, man. I see, Keeping I see it LSU. The SEC. <laughs> and what, what really uh, – why did you put SEC going – or I'm sorry, why did you put LSU going so far beating so many people um, and getting to that point where they're at? They've got a great coach right now. They're, on the, they're a team on the uprise. They've got this – is, this is next year. They've got two top, top ten recruits coming in. Um, right now, I just – uh, Jordan Mickey reminds me so much of Anthony Davis, uh-huh. and I just I think they've got and uh, they've got the uh, the Martin kid that he's averaging like 17 points a game. He's a good shooter. I, I just I see LSU doing a lot of things in this tournament. And Hornsby too, or isn't Hornsby the white guy shoots all them threes? Hornsby, yes, he's great. Okay, my final four. I've got UK in the Midwest. I've got Wisconsin. In the West, in the East, I've got Virginia. And in the South, I have Duke. Now, 
you might look at me and say, wow, this you have no upsets. But you're not seeing my whole bracket. I have upsets all up and down this thing. But I just do feel like that when it's all said and done, I feel like that the these four teams will be superior when it comes to the end. Um, so uh, that's, that's kind of where it looks uh, for all of our brackets there on our Final Four. But I want to go to our next caller, uh, Ryan Mullins. He joined me last year on the Selection Sunday show. He brings his college basketball knowledge. He, he knows college basketball more than anybody I've ever met in my entire life. And one of the conversations I, I want to talk about with Ryan is uh, coaching changes. So I definitely wanted to talk uh, coaching changes with Ryan. So Ryan, via the telephone, thanks for joining us. How you doing? I'm doing all right. How you feeling? Uh, we're doing pretty good, man. Thanks for uh, being here. And um, we, I'm sure you've had a, a few seconds to look over the bracket. I know the brackets just came out. Um, what do you think of it, just your overall um, reaction to the bracket so far? What do you think of the seeding? I think they got most of it right. I think Louisville's a little overseeded at a four. Northern Iowa's a little underseeded at a five. But they will play in the next game. So uh, absolutely not an issue. I don't see how UCLA got in, and I don't see how Ole Miss got in. But other than that, I agree with most of it. Absolutely, and uh, the biggest upset in the tournament. If you had to pick the biggest upset in this whole thing, what do you think is going to be the team that upsets us all and surprises us all? Oh, man. It's a, it's a tough question right off. <laughs> that's, a, that's a tough question, and I know it's a hard question to answer. But, uh, you know, really, we can even go in the second and third round games. What team? I like Buffalo. You think Buffalo? I think Buffalo, I think Buffalo could beat West Virginia. Okay. And, and a 15-2, which I don't think it'll happen, but if you're looking for a 15-2, you know, pay attention to Arizona and Texas Southern. Texas Southern's a little better than your normal 15. You know, they're not no dangerous team to make any run, but in a one-game situation, anything can happen. Okay. Um, I, I agree with you. And, uh, Ron, coaching, we both are, I don't know why, but we're fascinated with uh, coaches in college basketball. And this is the time of year where a lot of coaches are on the hot seat. Um, this morning, Anthony Grant got fired from Alabama. He had a terrible record. He was with Alabama for, what, five or six years and really could never get it done. And, uh, you, you know, you said an interesting uh, comment last year. You said that every coach in the SEC besides Donovan and Calipari should be fired. Um, do, you feel, do you still feel like that the SEC, even though they had five teams get in the tournament, do you still feel like that they are an underrated conference in college basketball? They have five get in? Yes, five. There's Arkansas, Kentucky, LSU, no less. Who was the other? Georgia. Georgia got in? Georgia got in. They're a 10 seed playing Michigan State in the round of 64. Oh, okay. I've not got a chance to see the whole bracket fully hit. So I'd miss that game. Do you, do you feel like that um, the SEC at overall as a conference, do you feel like that they are still underrated as a college basketball conference, uh, seeing that they got five teams in the tournament this year? No, I don't think they're underrated. I think I don't think Ole Miss should have got in. I, I see the case for the rest of them, but no, I don't think they're underrated. Okay, um, Anthony Grant, your reaction on him getting fired? Do you agree with the decision? Oh yeah, absolutely. And especially with Bruce, you got Bruce Pearl at Auburn now. You can't just float around at Alabama. Alabama now at the time Alabama's got to do something. Grant should have been fired last year. In my opinion. Who do you think will be the replacement for Anthony Grant at Alabama? I've not really got to look into it too much yet. You know, Alabama's not one of the teams that I really keep 
Facebook list. But I think you hit an interesting point. Tom Green, I wouldn't completely rule that out. With, do you do you uh, do you agree? Alabama's kind of a. I don't. This is Jordan, by the way. I I just don't see Alabama being much of a a, a job that most basketball coaches would want in uh, SEC. It's kind of like a Kentucky football coaching job. It's Alabama's a powerhouse in football. They they throw most. They throw all of their attention to their football team. Basketball is kind of the back step to that. I just I I don't see Alabama really. Striving to be that great, I don't see them reaching for a Tom Crean or a coach like that. Well, it's the thing with Tom Crean. It's what what does it take to get him? Would Indiana let him go without a buyout? Because you know things ain't going well there. Is the only reason I would say that thing. But I agree with you, mainly of Alabama. Their best thing they probably do is you know find a rerun kind of coach like Ben Howland or. Maybe somebody not a real hot name from the mid major, but who's done decent at the mid major. I just think they don't want to fall behind the Auburn in anything. And I agree, they're not going to spend a lot of money, but I think they'll try to combat Auburn a little bit with Bruce Pearl. Yeah, see, I, you know, I, that's what I think. I think that whoever gets that job at Alabama, you're going to be going head to head on the recruiting trail with Bruce Pearl. So you got to think if you're the athletic director at Alabama, you know, you you have to have Bruce Pearl in the back of your mind when making that decision. Can this guy go head to head against Bruce Pearl? You know, who would I pick if Bruce Pearl and Tom Crean come to my home? I think it would be Bruce Pearl. I just think he's oh, yeah. he's got good energy with uh, with players. He's he's obviously got good energy with uh, the parents because we know the parents play a huge role when the kids select what school they're going to go to. So. Uh, that that has to be in the back of their mind when choosing a coach for Alabama. Other schools, but, who do you think's on the hot seat? Alabama, but does Alabama is there a coach they can hire who's better than Bruce Pearl? The answer is probably no. In the SEC, uh, in the SEC, I've got to say Johnny Jones is the he's the next upcoming next up and coming coach for LSU. But honestly, it, it's it's really nice to have Bruce Pearl back in the SEC. He's just yeah, he's got the he's got the fire under him. He's got you know he's. Bruce Pearl had those Tennessee teams whenever – I remember Tennessee um, Memphis teams one and two playing each other. He's just got – he's got something about him that Bruce Pearl is just – he's he's a good coach. Uh, you, you hate – you love to hate him, man. He's he's such a good coach, and I just – I think Alabama – I just don't think they can compete with Bruce Pearl I agree. at this point. I don't think they do. I think they want to, but me and I don't think they do. Yeah. So, um, if you, what other coaches? I know you keep uh, a good lookout on what coaches are in the hot seat. What's some that we might not be aware of that could be knocking on that unemployment line along some with names I've heard, Some names I've heard on the hot seat the last couple of days. You know, I talked to Mike Anderson from down in Atlanta, the bull down there. He's told me that Leonard Hamilton at Florida State is definitely on the hot seat. Ole Miss, Mandy Kennedy, Rick Grave, Mississippi State. Dave Rice of UNLV, Bruce Weber, Kansas State, and Josh Passner of Memphis. If I can remember all the names of the ones that's, you know, they all might not be far, but they're all facing pressure. Boosters and administration alike. Yeah, Josh Pastor at Memphis, he never had a head coaching job before. He was a player at Arizona. And uh, was he yeah. on that 1997 uh, championship team? I believe he was as well, yeah. Okay, and uh, he coached under John Calipari at Memphis for a couple years. So, you know, he went to Memphis, and he was – I think Memphis was just kind of looking for somebody immediately to take over that program, Mm -hmm. and they wanted to keep it in the Calipari coaching tree. So, Oh, yeah, you've got to find – whenever you have something going that good for you, you kind of – 
find a Calipari prodigy to throw in there, and and that seemed like the right guy at the time. And I agree because Memphis for the for the past you know three two three years after Calipari had good teams. Right. They just never made it that far. They had good players. He was he was recruiting very well, but they yeah, just they never could make it. They had the talent and not the schedule. They should have won more. I I agree with that. So so. Uh, Ryan, before I let you go, I want to know your uh, Final Four prediction. That was, uh, you know, Kentucky. Kentucky, of course. I'm going to go for Wisconsin out of the West. You know, this is just scheming through that I'm not going to really look at it. Virginia, the East. And uh, I'll say Duke of the South. Okay. So coaches I didn't get to, Steve Levin of St. John's. I think he needs to be replaced with Steve Mafiello. Yes. I think that's just a match made in heaven, but they're just not done yet. Yeah, Steve Masiello, man, I was telling at the beginning of the show, it makes me a little nervous playing uh, Masiello in, in game one. It really does, and it's just because of the way he coaches. He's He's got that Patino style of coaching, he, and he does. And he's a Kentucky boy as well. He, yeah. he's, he's a Kentucky grad now. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> He might not have been a Kentucky grad last year, but he's a Kentucky grad now. Did so. he graduate? Well, he, he, almost, he almost beat Louisville last year. He did. They yeah, did. look at that. That was a crazy game too. That, that was the most dramatic game of the whole. Uh, con- I mean, I, that was dramatic. I was I just agree like, with, I yes. was like, wow, definitely. If Mozzello and even Patino, uh, he you could tell in his post game interview after that Louisville and Manhattan game that he he said that was one of the best coaching jobs I've seen. He said I'm so proud of Mozzello, and uh, maybe it was a blessing in disguise that Mozzello didn't get that Florida. Um, Southern Florida, so, Southern, Southern Florida, yeah. Florida. That yeah, that job. So you know, because he could be. Um, in line to take an even bigger job than that. So, uh, me yeah, St. John's is just perfect for him. I mean, he's a New York guy. He recruits New York. St. John's has talent. Steve Levin just is not done with him what he should. I mean, they should be a lot better team than what they are right now, but they're not. It's like LSU. I think LSU should be a lot better than what they are right now. Yes, I, I completely agree with you. And we they, have. We, they got the talent. And next year's going to tell the tale with that. Can he coach? Can he not? Because he's going to have. Oh, man, he's got the team to win. He's going to have the team next year. I agree. So who's cutting the banners down on April 6th? Kentucky. You got the U.K. Wildcats pretty much along with everyone else, man. It's a remarkable, remarkable year that Coach Cow has done with this team. So we would love to be different and pick somebody else. Who's who's Kentucky going to cut down the nets against? Virginia. Virginia? I'll go with Virginia. As I said, I've really not got to analyze the games one by one, but what makes Looking you? The bracket. What makes you? What makes you take Virginia? They only allowed fifty points a game this year. <laughs> yeah, very true. You have you, you said you do have Virginia Duke as your uh, as a Final Four matchup on that side, correct? Yeah. What makes you? What makes you think Virginia can beat Duke that last time? Well, well they just got their one shot at them. You know, they should have beat Duke when they did. Duke just well, Duke's got great guards. I mean, they got great guards. They got. Julia Walker for I could easily say Duke and you know, feel confident with that. I just like Virginia's back line D. I like the way they play defense. I like how they always stay focused on the task at hand. They never celebrate. They never really trash talk. They just out there to do business. I, yeah, I agree with that 100%. Yeah, it's good logic behind that. Well, uh, it's definitely going to be interesting to watch these games. It starts Wednesday, uh, of course. I could with- argue with Duke, though. If y'all want to pick Duke, I can. I don't see understand that one just as good. 
Yeah, you know, and it would be inter- it would be nice to pick another team besides Kentucky to win the national championship because everybody is. But being a Kentucky fan that I am, it does it sure does feel great to put Kentucky as uh, the uh, championship. Uh, win oh, well, I'm putting the money back in with somebody with a team other than Kentucky because if that team wants to get lucky and win, I won just by that. So. Absolutely, it's March. Anything can happen. Yeah, I don't see it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ron, want to thank you for. Uh, Join us on the show. Uh, is there anything that you want to add? Anything that you think that uh, maybe you want to throw out that none of us see coming as, as far as uh, maybe something to watch out for? I know last year you said Stephen F. Austin was that team to watch out for. What's that team to watch out for this year? Well, I'm watch out for Stephen F. Austin. So you're Eastern going... Washington's a team to watch out for. I mean, there's a lot of people saying Georgia State. I don't think Georgia State can score enough to. I just really don't, have to watch out for that. put up 38 points I've, a day in the – I've sold Ryan Harrow too long, and I just don't think Ryan Harrow can carry a team. He's he's a top 15 scorer in the nation right now, but I just don't think Ryan Harrow can carry a team that far. No, it's Ryan Harrow, Kevin Warner, carried him. Kevin Warner carried him today. You know, they're one of the two teams with a little after Kentucky transfer, and they rely completely on them. Mm-hmm. They just can't score. They won today, 38-36. They ain't going to get it done when you're coming to pick it up, Seth. Definitely. Absolutely. Well, Ron, thank you for being on the show, and uh, really appreciate it. Uh, no and watch out for the Paul. That's a good job if they can get the right guy in the next few years. All right. We'll certainly do that. Thank you. See you, Ron. See you, Ron. All right, that was Ryan Mullins. He was on the Selection Sunday off-the-cuff episode last year, so I want to thank him for uh, keeping the tradition alive and being on the second annual off-the-cuff show. So, guys, it almost uh, wraps it up for our Selection Sunday show. It's uh, definitely uh, been a a uh, – uh, it's, it's definitely a tournament that I love to watch every year. It's the most exciting time of the year, uh, Kentucky – uh, all of us here in the studio being Kentucky fans, we're just ecstatic right now with how things are going. So let's hope that all of us are right and Kentucky are cutting down the banners. Anything that you guys want to add before we sign off? I think that covers it all. I agree. All right. Then we got it. Well, again, this has been Adam Banks on Off the Cuff. Special thanks to Ron Mullins and Zach Kahn joining us via the telephone. And, of course, my in-studio co-host for uh, today's episode, Chad Rainwater and Jordan Canasser, uh, everybody, thank you for listening. We'll be—I'll be covering more sports as the tournament progresses uh, throughout the month, and uh, hopefully, we can uh, you know break down the brackets just a little bit more as the games progress. But again, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode. It is March Madness. Madness. Tournament. It'll be magical. Young boy.